because of this cursed parasite of a baby. I could hardly feel worse if I had eaten an ox. Lady Constance leaned back on the couch with operatic weariness. I am hungry all the time, yet taking a single bite is enough to make me seasick. How much longer am I expected to bear this horrible ordeal? Until spring, when the baby comes, then you'll have new and worse ordeals to complain about. Dr. Welchmertz spoke in a jolly tone, as if he were pleased by this fact. Spring? But it is only January. Lady Constance tried to sit up and failed, until Mrs. Clark, the head housekeeper of Ashton Place, gave a helpful boost from behind. Dr. Welchmertz, I insist that you uh, do something. At this, the doctor laughed. Imagine a doctor laughing at his own patient. Get used to suffering, that's my advice. Human babies take ten moons to grow properly, and this one will be no exception. Ten moons? Lady Constance began to weep and count, but mostly weep. Moon, 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 moon. Mrs. Clark dabbed away the lady's tears with a clean pocket handkerchief, an item that no well-brought-up person ought ever be without. There, there, my lady, the kind housekeeper said with a warning look to the doctor. Many a woman's been with child before, else none of us would have been born to grow up and complain about our aches and pains, would we? They all managed it somehow, and you will too. And a sweet little baby makes it all worthwhile in the end. I'm sure that's what the doctor meant to say. Dr. Veltzmertz checked his watch. I will waste no more time at Ashton Place. The lady is perfectly well, and my job is to treat the sick. To Mrs. Clark, he added, Your mistress is strong of constitution, but weak of spirit. Tell her to buck up and stop complaining. No need to call me again until the baby comes. Mrs. Clark opened her mouth to speak, but closed it again at once. For her, or anyone else, to tell Lady Constance Ashton to buck up and stop complaining was not likely to be well received, and she was only the head housekeeper, after all. Very good, sir, she mumbled, and went to get his coat and hat from the closet. Oh, endless moons of misery, Lady Constance cried. Has the medical profession come to this? Will no one help me? Whoa, whoa, and more woe. I am alone, adrift, abandoned in my hour of need. I hope you are writing all this down, Miss Lumley, otherwise no one is likely to believe my tale of abuse. The horror, the cruelty, the injustice. And so you see, Miss Penelope Lumley was also present during this unhappy scene. Miss Lumley was the governess at Ashton Place. Her job was to care for the three wards of Lord Frederick Ashton, otherwise known as the incorrigible children. However, because of her exceptionally neat handwriting, she had been summoned from the nursery the moment the doctor arrived and told to copy down whatever instructions he might give for the care of Lady Constance.
So far, she had not written anything but strong as an ox. Near these words, she had doodled a four-legged creature that looked rather more like an elk than an ox, but as she had no model to draw from, it was the best she could manage. She had also doodled ten moons in various phases, full, waning, waxing, gibbous, crescent, and so on. The new moon was hardest to draw since it cannot be seen, but she got around that by drawing an empty box and writing a caption beneath it that read, New Moon, Invisible. As you wish, my lady, she answered, and hastily wrote, Dr. V says stop complaining, worse ordeals in store. Penelope enjoyed both writing and doodling as a rule, but she was not pleased to be stuck in the parlour taking notes. For one thing, it meant that the incorrigible children were upstairs in the nursery with no one to supervise them but their pet squirrel, Natsuwoo.